Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, but real quick before we get to them, I have to tell you about Certified Piedmontese because this is a brand I am so excited about. In fact, I will never forget the first time I had Certified Piedmontese. The crown jewel of my initial visit to Casa Bovina was a beautiful rib cap that was so lean and tender, it was almost silky in texture. The moment that beef hit my taste buds, I was hooked. These animals are raised all natural on a network of family ranches across the Midwest, so Certified Piedmontese is able to cut out the middleman and buy directly from the source. And while I highly encourage you to check out Casa Bovina, you can savor this beef at home, too. Whether you order off Piedmontese.com or by calling one 800 414-3487, your purchase will be shipped directly to your front door. Plus, when you use my discount code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, you get 25% off your order. How can you beat that? So what are you waiting for? Get some steaks, burgers, bacon, or other meats and experience the certified Piedmontese difference for yourself today. And now, to my guest. Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and you might find this hard to believe, but my wife and I, we go out to eat a fairly significant amount. So we've got a pretty long list of of, uh, restaurants on our roster that we can go to. So if we're ever getting pizza or burgers or seafood or something like that, we have a lot of restaurants that we run through where it's like, oh, should we go here? Should we go here? Should we go here? When we decide we want Indian food, we know exactly where we're going. There is no debate. And that's not to throw shade to any other Indian restaurants in Omaha, because there are some very good ones. But the people who are sitting to my right have created something really special at Kanara. This is Ashish and uh, Kim Sathin from Kanara. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Thank you so much, yeah, Dan, for, for having, having us. us. Again. So... You guys have been on the podcast twice before, but like we were talking about before the show, the last time was in July of 2021. Things have changed pretty significantly since then. You've moved into a new space. You added the chef's home table. You have another child. (laughs) Like, your family's changed completely. And we'll get into all that, but I want to start just as a baseline for maybe somebody who's listening, watching, even if someone's here and they're trying your food for the first time, what do you think... is it about Kanara that just sets it apart from other Indian restaurants? I mean, Kim, you want to start? Uh, I think we're. I think it's because we're South Indian. I just think South Indian just has the best food. So, yeah, I think that's what mainly sets us apart. Is just, is yeah, just how good our South Indian food is. This is what you try with the with the beef fry and the biryani. Those are both Southern India, even though the butter chicken ran out already. So what 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 uh, like classifies Southern Indian food? And I know specifically food from Kerala, which is where you're from, Ashish. Yep. So basically, we are focusing on like my specialty, like all the food I grew up eating. So it's from Kerala. It's called Southern food. And uh, like the coconut. Milk. Yeah. Another thing we you know like we compared to the other part of India, we eat a lot of beef, pork, those kind of stuff. But if you go to Northern India. How they believe us a god, but we believe it's so yummy. And we are in Nebraska, so we found the best beef. So I thought, okay, so we should do something different than other places. So we sell beef fry, the South Indian food, like the fish curry, fish moly, the fish pollution, those kind of stuff. So you don't find those kind of stuff in most of the places. So that's makes us different. And we also use a lot of local protein. So 
So I do think everybody missed that joke. I'm kind of here just to help translate for Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, he goes, in north, they believe the cow is a god. In the south, we believe the cow is really yummy. So. <laughs> and we are in Nebraska, so we get the best one. Yeah, so. and we get the best beef here in Nebraska. So We respect the beliefs of the north. We, we love the beliefs of the south because yeah. the, the beef on your menu, very, very good. And the beef fry that you served tonight, I was able to snag a piece as good as always. Not, no surprise there. I it, Yes, it, it is definitely the food and, and the style of cuisine, I think, that helps set Kanara apart. But I think so much of it, it's just you guys. And I love the story of how you two got together. Can you share that? Like, you can go as in-depth or as little in-depth as you want to, but just tell me, how, how did you guys come to meet each other and grow your relationship? Actually, we've been saying this thing uh, over and over, how we met uh, with, through Kim's sister. She's right there. Give a wave, Dana. Yeah. <laughs> so, because of her, even though she don't like much Indian food, like a spicy thing, but she used to come at the place I used to work back in days, and she get that burrito because, you know. It was really good. Yeah, so then really she good. brought Kim to that place, and we met Kim, and Kim was in India that time. I mean... She I just came yeah. came back from India and she was like a, eagerly looking for an Indian guy, I think. Yeah. Then also she liked Indian food, so both yeah. came together and we met. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and his, yeah, he asked me if I wanted to go watch one of his cricket games and I was just like, you're so <laughs> handsome and your food tastes like this, so of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That's a made-up joke. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm curious, just the dynamics between a husband-wife team that's working in a restaurant together. How does running a restaurant, like what has that done for both the restaurant and for your marriage? How do you think that dynamic kind of works into uh, running a restaurant? It depends. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> How so? Um, Like... I think I think everything just kind of bleeds together. He'll be like, "You, you know, I need you to make a Facebook post." It's like, "Well, I need you to do the dishes. I need you to change <laughs> the baby." Like, I didn't make a Facebook post because you were, yeah. So I think everything just kind of runs together. And I it's think actually it makes fun. It, so, yeah, but it's not easy to. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine that there are definitely fun parts, and obviously, the person that you marry is your favorite person, and the more time you get to spend with them, that's a blessing. But yeah, I think, Kim, what you said, like when you don't get that separation of work and personal life, when those two things start to bleed together, that can be difficult as well. Mm-hmm. So I can see that. Mm-hmm. So how is the dynamic change? Now you have two young kids as opposed to one when you opened Kanara. How do you, how do you run a restaurant and keep everything going and continue to grow your family at the same time? I don't know. I think just by the skin of our teeth. <laughs> Kim's mom and sisters, they yeah, all Yeah, the mom and sisters, yeah. they help a lot. Uh, I mean, yeah, sometimes they, they I want to go. us all the time. And sometimes I want to leave the house and here you go, the baby is crying. So Kim is in the shower. So you have to choose between baby or you want to go to work. So. Well, you're obviously not going to leave <laughs> if I'm in the shower. <laughs> you're, not, you're not just going to leave. But, um, but yeah. Or like things like today, it was just like, I'm taking a shower. Oh, I had to wash my hair today for this podcast. So I was like, today's we got a hair, hair washing for yeah. the podcast? Yeah, I'm like, today's wow. a hair, yes. today's a hair washing you. day. 
I'm like, figure stuff out. After a month, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, figure stuff out. I'm, I'm doing this. <laughs> Just kidding. But I yeah. hair wash was right. Yeah, I needed a hair wash. But those showers obviously take a lot longer, so. And here is the two kids. Boom, boom, boom. I said, okay, let's go to Peloton. I was doing that and they were playing around. So, sometimes they both want to sit down on the bike and bike down. It's kind of hard. Sometimes I pull like this and do it. So you get lifting the weight, biking, your wife is showering. You're ready. Extra yeah, workout. Yeah. It's dad life right there. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. All right. Enough with the sappy stuff. Let's get back to the food. So you kind of, you told me some of the, uh, some of the aspects of the cuisine in Kerala, some of the things that make it sound, stand out and make it special. I want to zoom back a little bit further. Just Indian food in general. I feel like there are a lot of generalities and maybe even some misconceptions about it. What are, what are some misconceptions that you guys hear about Indian food, whether it's in your restaurant or just talking to other people that you'd like to take a chance to just correct right now? That was mm. a big question. You know, I, I think that one of the biggest ones is that it's all heavy. And I would disagree. I would disagree with that. There's definitely times that I don't want to eat heavy and I'm like, well, definitely don't get, you know, the stuff made with cream. But, like, our mushroom curry is really light, and tarkadal. our mole, tarkadal, uh, it's all really light, and it's really healthy for you, too. I mean, uh, you can see all the appropriation of turmeric that Ashish gets very annoyed at, but it's like, it, that's, you know, people are taking it by the capsules just because of how healthy it is for you. Right, Ashish? Yeah. You just eat Indian food. It's not good going to Whole Foods and buy the capsule. No. Come to us, Indian place, anywhere, everyone use the turmeric. So, you get a dinner, you get the healthy stuff, right? Yeah. I feel like that and curry powder. Everyone just, they see the little curry powder thing at the store, and they're just like, oh, that's what restaurants are using too. No. No. That's fake. Not, not so much. We only use curry powder for our soup. I don't know where they people get, but it's good for the beginners when they want to try something different. Put that in the chicken or something, you can make curry, but... Making curry is like a time, but you use so many different spice. So, that's make it different. For sure. Not just the, that pike of curry powder. So, Kanara opened in early 2020, like right before the pandemic and everything shut down. I think you guys opened like a week or two before yeah. things kind of got crazy in Omaha. How have you seen Omaha's knowledge about Indian food and kind of diners just overall understanding of Indian food change over the last couple of years? Oh, there is a big change. So the thing is what made big difference for us, I think supporting the local farmers and putting the in Kerala cuisine in our menu. That's a big thing, right, Kim? Which, yeah. So I, I'm not much into Northern food or I, my knowledge is not that great with Northern cooking. So I know the basic popular dishes because butter chicken was my favorite. That's why I developed that recipe. Tikka masala is not even my favorite, but it's helped us to pay the rent. We sell that much. So, But I want to do something different. Like I always want to eat Kerala food every day. So then I found out oh, there is so many things you can get here locally sourced. So... During COVID, so we start doing those all, you know, that's changed people the way they look at the Indian food or their style. So that's actually really helped. Are there any local producers or farmers that you particularly like, any that you want to shout out? 
Oh yeah, I love Morgan Ranch, Wagyu beef. That's Morgan my Ranch, yep. Then the Plum Creek Farms, Johnson Natural, and the Flower Country Farms, and then one more. Uh, Miller Dornan. Yeah, Miller Dorman. We used to do that, but now it's less. But big prana, microgreens. That's what we use for our garnishes now. And sometimes I forgot the name. I think that's it. Okay, I love what you said about people starting to expand and order some different dishes because I know the last time I had you guys on, butter chicken and chicken tikka masala were the like the number one sellers on the menu with a bullet. Like there was no question, and you said those are the things that <clears throat> excuse me that keep the restaurant open. They keep the lights on. But it's the specials from Kerala and, you know, some of the stuff that's a little bit more a part of your history that you really love cooking. Now that Kanar is more established and people have a better understanding of, of what it is and you've kind of built that trust with them, have you started to see sales tip a little bit more into some of those traditional dishes and oh, yeah. a little bit less butter chicken and chicken tikka masala? Uh, butter chicken, tikka masala. They'll always pay the bills. They're yeah. always going to be number <laughs> That's always the matter. top seller, butter chicken. Always. But I can see the other thing because the amount of coconut milk and cream we buy from the store. That means we're selling a lot of South Indian dishes, the, especially grandma's fish and mango cream, moilies, and the beef fry. Also now we sell a lot pork cheek vindalu because the weather is cold. So the vindalu is going as a comfort food. Yeah, so. that vindaloo, that'll warm you yeah. from the inside out. And Oh, those pork cheeks are just like so unctuous. That's go- one of my favorite dishes. That and you the have. goats too. Actually, people are changing. So our, it's really going up all the Kerala food sale. How I mean, exciting is that for you guys to see? Oh, I really want to stop selling so many dish things in our menu sooner than we want to change to more Kerala local. So... He's very happy. I think that you're just the the happiest you are when you're cooking Kerala food. Yeah. After this podcast, I'm going to go home and cook more. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have a, a, a very solid base menu with probably 30, 35 items on it. But you're constantly offering new specials like duck mapas and oyster mushroom curry and the fall, which... I'm not sure if it's on the menu right now, but it has been recently. Yes, it's on right now. Oh, I love the fall. Not for the faint of heart. You've got to love spicy food for that. What's your inspiration for the specials? How are you coming up with those? So it depends on, you know, what I go for that day. I feel like, oh, sometimes I've seen something on social media or sometimes I miss, like, oh, I miss eating this at home. Then I said, okay, I'm going to do that. And other option what special available on the market so this too the main thing especially is like a like a, when i wake up and i see something or i think about something oh i really want to eat this today or i want to serve this tomorrow then i boom boom we're gonna do this tomorrow that's the main inspiration do you ever make any suggestions kim oh always <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm a big foodie, and I crave a lot of his food too. So, uh, yeah, pretty yeah, he's right. Pretty much always, it's whatever we're craving, whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. The special is all about what I'm missing. So I'm gonna do that. Okay. So we've talked about getting people to expand their palates a little bit past some of the really well-known dishes and get into some more of the Kerala cuisine. 
What are some dishes that you guys would recommend for anybody who's here right now? I mean, they're getting to try a few of them. But for anyone, like other dishes on the menu or for someone who's not here and they're listening or watching, what are some other dishes that you would say, hey, come into Kanara, try this. I think you're really going to like it. So the always my favorite, I would say butter chicken and the Kerala parotta. Sorry, beef fry and the Kerala parotta. Yes. That's the, uh, the top dish from Kerala because that's what we eat all the time. Beef fry, parotta, beef fry, parotta, everywhere in the street. even doesn't matter five star resort or i mean restaurant or local they always sell the porota beef it's like a buddies then the vindalu either pork cheek or lamb shank those are really good then the fish pulich on the weekends mm-hmm. but eventually we gonna do with the whole fish so yeah if we ever have a whole fish special yeah that's you should a, really get that the whole <laughs> fish really and you know red snapper during the sh- the chef's tables we switched um when it, dan had it we had this super spicy curry that his grandma made um but then we switched to branzino in like a coconut milk base and a whole bunch of other seasonings and it it is so good it's like oh my god i could eat it my every day my whole life i think it's just fantastic um but all i want to say people risk your life and eat some bone and fish don't be like a picky i going to eat only fillet of salmon no life is changing world is changing get something adventurous you going to live only once be you know try something different you only live once to so order yeah. fish with bones in it yeah. yes enjoy your life words to live by <laughs> if you don't take anything else from the podcast tonight remember that don't eat always kurma and tikka masala it's going to be there forever so A couple other uh, dishes that I would recommend, just that Sarah and I have really enjoyed. The shrimp moile, is, it, I, I think that. Sarah orders that just about every single time. Either that or salmon. She absolutely loves it. Uh, you already mentioned the pork cheek vindaloo, which I'm a huge fan of. Or someone should just come in and get tali. Because oh, that, that's the way to experience everything. For someone who hasn't had tali, it is a traditional feast that feed, that. uh features several smaller or smaller portions of several different dishes which can include like tandoori chicken, rice pudding, uh chicken tikka masala butter chicken and and it comes with rice and sauces and naan but it's not just like a sampler platter like you might expect this is like something that's deeply rooted in Indian cuisine and Indian culture can you guys just tell me a little bit more about tali and kind of the history behind it and why you felt like you had to have it on the menu Can you want to go for it? Uh, you can talk Thali about it. Thali is kind of one of the popular dish we serve in India. So every state has their own version of Thali, some sort. If you come to Kerala, we serve in banana leaf. But if you go to other states, they serve in the Thali, what we had. So there was a time in Omaha food lovers. There is people are going crazy about the flights. And I was thinking, oh, people are going to get a flight ticket free. Then I realized, no, it's about the flights you make with the curries. And you know, then somebody requested you're going to make a curry flight. And I said, you don't want to do that. Then I said, okay, <laughs> we're going to do actually thali. Then that's where we put it. It's like a traditional North and Indian cuisine we use. But we add one or two Kerala dishes too. So that's like a basic thing. like Fresh but traditional yeah. and the special thing you can try in kinara on wednesday and thursday now we offering thali for two uh, with a bottle of wine too 
so that's you have all the base tikka masala tandoori chicken chicken curry and three vegetables and lot of people was a big fan of okra when they start trying the thali they become fan of okra your okra so, is excellent same like your life can change i also like same. thali yeah born in fish you hate it sometime but you try this dish you might gonna like it then you regret oh man i should have tried early same with okra you hate okra but once you try the thali I like it. You just got to have okra done right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when you guys started offering tali a couple of years ago, it was kind of at the height of when everyone was doing their flights. There was coffee flights and uh waffle flights and avocado toast flights and all this stuff and then you came out and you offered tali and I was like, "Oh, they're doing a curry flight. Like that's mm-hmm. really interesting and really clever." But then you you guys told me like, "No, tali's like something traditional. Like this actually comes from India and Sarah and I are huge fans of Top Chef and they had an entire episode that was dedicated to Tali and each chef like had to make their own version of it. It was an amazing episode. It was really really cool to so to kind of get the history and the heart behind that dish. I remember we watched that episode of Top Chef and I was like, "Sarah, we're going to Canara and I'm getting this because I want to experience this thing." And I would highly encourage anyone to go get I mean, it's a feast. And they had to get judged by Padma Lakshmi. Yes, we're That'd going to talk so. about Padma. <laughs> don't don't jump ahead, Kim. We're going to talk about Padma. Also, don't. I would say for Atali, um, just a shout out to all the nursing mothers. Uh, I, that's me. And it was the only, I would look forward to it every single week because it was the only meal that actually filled me up. You're like, you're, when you're nursing, it's just, you're a bottomless pit. And I would just look forward to every single week to so just get Atali and... Yeah, just sit and enjoy it cuz and then I would be full at the end. The only time of the week. So <laughs> That's true. It's one That's of true. those it's one of those meals. It's so much food, but even when you get full, you're just like this tastes so good. It's not going to like it'll be fine if it's microwave deleter or whatever, but it's not going to taste this good. I'm just going for it. Yeah. It's that good. And It's uh the Wednesdays and Thursdays still that it's yep. available? Okay, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I was right on that. Now it's actually available Wednesday to all day. We don't close for, for the lunch. lunch. Yeah, we're not close for lunch anymore. Actually, we serve lunch happy hour. always. Love it. People, go get your tolly. Hey there listeners, we'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I got to remind you one more time about certified Piedmontese. There are certain moments in your life that are so remarkable, you'll just never forget them. I distinctly remember the first time that I watched LeBron James play basketball and the first time I saw the original Star Wars. The sheer awe I had in those moments changed the way I look at basketball and movies respectively moving forward. The same goes to steak thanks to certified Piedmontese. The rib cap at Casa Bovina is so rich, decadent and fork tender that it is seared into my brain. But you don't have to dine at Casa Bovina to have that same life-changing experience. This beef is so delicious, even the average home cook can look like a superstar using these steaks, roasts, and ground beef. Trust me, I know from experience. Check out all the options on certifiedpiedmontese.com and use my promo code HOPPEN, H-O-P-P-E-N, for 25% off your order. It's time to start creating new beef-centric memories that'll stay with you forever. And now, back to my guest. Okay, you guys have mentioned the chef's home table, but I want to talk about it a little bit more because any time that someone comes into Canara, they can taste things that are special to uh 
to your background and your childhood is sheesh there i mean the menu is just littered with items that are that even have either your grandma and grandpa's name on it or you know it'll say that this is a you know specific kerala dish but the chef's home table takes things to a whole new level just for anyone who doesn't know what that is or hasn't experienced yet can you fill them in and just kind of tell us the vision behind what the chef's home table is Okay, let's go with the proper American English. Kim, go. So, Ashish, you love just passing things off to Kim. You're like the point guard. You take the ball yeah. and you're just like, "Here, Kim." Then I'm just the tra- I'm the translator. Uh, but no, he um No, I think we really wanted to do that when we saw the space that we're in now. We knew that or just even looking at the space, we knew that that area was just perfect for a chef's table and we um Yeah, it it took us a while to kind of decide what we're doing. Like are we doing this, you know, fine dining style where you give small portions and just tasting of things. It's going to be high end. Is it And we did a, I did a lot of research on just um what other cities are kind of doing uh for chef's tables that are kind of unique and pricing wise. Uh, cuz she also wanted to do it maybe family style where uh you know we just bring the bowls out of things and everybody serves themselves um we're kind of, and we kind of ended up somewhere in between those two where it's fine dining versus just family style here are the bowls of food everyone serves themselves uh it's it's definitely not small portions um not at all uh when dan when dan had it they were extremely large and like each plate of these five courses was a meal in itself it was basically five an, an appetizer a dessert and three entrees yeah it, no and it still kind of is um but i'm like ashish you have to tone this back like you, we cannot serve this much food and um and then he he's just like no india indian food You don't br- you don't serve it in small portions. So this was a real experience to my home. So my mom or grandma make it they make it large and they make sure you eat well. So I want to make sure all of the customer get enough food. So that's what I did it. But then I realize if it gets slow by slow, you know, the po- course by course, I mean, is people are getting filled, then I was listening to Kim and we reduced a little bit, but still it's a huge quantity. Mm-hmm. Good amount of food. you can go for a run between the meal and come back so you'll be fine <laughs> so it's not a big deal we also hand out i don't think you've experienced your own food you're not going for a run in the middle of that man <laughs> <laughs> no i tell the people is the regency mall is open for walkers and running you know fair enough yeah fair enough so uh so the chef's home table there's actually a table inside kanar that is set apart kind of from the rest of the restaurant and this is a meal for eight people can sit at the table yeah eight um, to 10 depend on how many uh, yeah and it's i think you said it's still is it still five courses yeah yeah it's five courses kind of an appetizer ba- basically yeah like three entrees and then a dessert but yeah the portions like when you when, normally when you do like a tasting menu you go to an okarant or you know a vmerts or something like that you're getting six or seven courses but Excuse they me? are you know a little bit smaller so by the end of the meal you're filled up but each individual course is not a sufficient meal and like you're you guys have mentioned up. that's Don't very much down. not the case here <laughs> what but ashish can you just go into that a little bit more like the decision to just indulge like is that something that just 
just that like culture of sharing is that something that's just so important to India where it's like I can't serve small portions I love people I need to give them a lot of food so if you come to my homes like I, I mean the when I was really good we don't had much to eat because we we grow up poor but then slowly you know when my dad went to abroad and then it was better so I always seen like when you get up morning you will get a tea then you go to temple and you know do then come back you will have a tea with the breakfast then you get lemon snack and tea then lunch then 3 or 4 you have another tea so we then dinner so we will have that much course you eat at the home so when we started that i really want to you know bring more experience to the people so it's not a huge portion for me it's an experience so i don't know why the people are like kim is saying i serve a lot no it's not enough you're a wild man so because you only gonna come for that not every day right so i want to give you the best experience so most of the dishes we serve they either my favorite or i hated while i was a kid then i regret oh that was the best i sh- i missed so it's like i gonna showing that hey thank you mom or grandma like oh you guys were trying to feed me the best but i was being a jerk so i said no but now i i gonna show the people you guys did actually taught me really good things so i want to share that with the people so it's kind of that experience i want to bring it and also showcase how the kerala food is and honestly that was my favorite part of the meal like the food was delicious don't get me wrong but i loved so much hearing the story behind each dish and you kind of explaining here's why this dish is important to me and why it's on this menu like i still remember this has probably been 6 or 7 months since i had it and you told the story of one of the dishes it's wrapped in a banana leaf and it was a school lunch that your mom would make you occasionally but it was like your favorite school lunch so you would intentionally hide your lunch box so yeah. your mom would have to make you this lunch that was wrapped in a banana leaf that you would take to school like I just think that adds so much depth and character. Kim, just in your eyes, what is the importance in adding the why behind every dish as opposed to just saying here's some delicious food, have at it? I guess to me, uh this is kind of a joy of working together is uh those chef's tables are kind of my favorite time at the restaurant because cuz he's so happy and he gets to explain, you know, why he loves the food and why he is doing this and why he works so hard and um and he's he, i think ashish is kind of a natural showman as well so it's kind of when when we're doing those together it's like oh this is ashish at, at his best uh for sure but i i think the why i think yeah i think he's just kind of funny too and i don't know i it's amazing to me that it's like every single dish just has has a core memory to it and i don't even know if i could no i i could probably make up a five course menu of memories but uh to hear his is it's just great and there's and like I said they're they're so tasty i just love kerala food and i love the people like we had um we have a customer who's a super super regular customer and his wife always orders chicken korma and she was there with you uh shout out to Mike and Carolyn Johnson um but they they're not here tonight but uh she came and i was so nervous so i was just like you only get korma like, <laughs> and and she ended up handling the spice like just fantastically and she ended up just loving 
everything. I was like, this is, this is what it's about. It's, yeah, I said, having people step away and, you know, take those risks. Uh, so that makes, that just makes me really happy too when people are just, um, yeah, when they find something that they love. And I, I just think they're really fun. Like, you start with a drink and, and yeah, it's end really with shots. Fun. We have, I don't know, like, it's work, but I don't know. We have a lot of fun doing them. I mean, so. you, you get bored every day. You're doing the same thing. So this actually helping, you know, me to do something different and showcase. Spicing things up a little bit. You're not just cooking the same thing every no. day, but you're getting a chance to expand and do something different. Exactly. And we love getting, like, and changing the dishes, like changing the fish. And Has that been really fun for you? I never thought I'm going to be doing this this many years. But look, so... I was deeply like, uh, even though my childhood, all the dishes, what I had, I still have that memory, but I never intentionally uh, do it. But now if I think or look back, I can still remember why I was a kid where I helped my mom or grandma because that's all still I can, I don't know, somehow those dishes are in my mind. So it's, it's I haven't done much, but we are trying to do more and more different, you know. those kind of food because you are not going to find those in the restaurant or you, not everybody going to visit my home and trying right <laughs> so we are in omaha so let me do something different then well that and that's that's what i love about your food is because there are so many dishes on your menu and especially at the chef's home table that if not for you no one in omaha would eat that like there's no other place to get those dishes like you are getting a chance to introduce something to me as a diner that i would never experience if it weren't for you like how special is that feeling i mean that's kind of i'm so happy to see the people are you know enjoying those kind of stuff i mean beginning i was kind of nervous but now i'm not worried at all people are there you know they are trying to take that chances You've earned people's trust, honestly, yeah. over the years. They've they've tasted your food whether it's the popular dishes or, you know, then they're like, "Okay, he he makes great food. I'm going to expand out and try some new stuff." And that you get to express where you're from and the people that you know and I just I absolutely love that. And our neighbor Haley and Dylan, he tries more than anyone else in the restaurant like a lot of my secret dishes I make. because i sometimes cook 8 or 9 or 10 o'clock then i always go there hey you want to have a shot you want to try and so that's the taste <laughs> testers over there yeah. i think the yeah. you guys are doing god's work thank you <laughs> they uh ashish also doesn't know how to only cook for like a family of two um yeah. so everything he makes is just like huge huge portions i don't like cost controlling <laughs> i do but you know technically <laughs> not at home, it's not not my home. thing yeah because you don't want to control everything and it's not going to be that good. Yeah. So we often cook really really yeah. cooks just huge huge portions. Just I'm like man, I love that biryani and I do, but it's like I don't want to eat that for lunch and dinner for the next five days. <laughs> like like so yeah, we have to bring Haley and Dylan over. And it was really funny. They were like, "Man, I feel bad. We go to the rest we don't go to the restaurant that much." And I was just like Why would you? We cook for you all the time. <laughs> you can get it all like, for free in the comfort of your home. Right. And like and she often at home makes 
maybe this will help push him to get it on the menu. But my one of my very favorite things he makes is uh, is just masala grilled fish. It doesn't even matter the fish. It's so good. I think that they can attest to that. Our masala grilled. We make mackerel a lot at home, and it's just it's just marinated and then just grilled. I'm sure that's actually not it, but in my eyes, that's just what he does. And oh God, it, I I can eat like four or five of the mackerel. They're so good, aren't they? Yeah, the grill fish is kind of really popular or everyday thing for us. Or I grew up. like nearby the river so we get fish all the time so fish is like every day so i wish we could do those kind of stuff in our restaurant but still butter chicken tikka masala i feel like we could i feel like we could I'm, put I'm with the salad grill quit, i feel like quit we could put it on us man i want yeah. some of that fish now i feel now. like we could do just like a fresh caught masala grilled of the day uh it would just be i could eat i could eat it all the time if so. this many people come to me and say hey or email me we are coming this friday can you do it i'm going to yeah okay everyone you're not allowed to leave tonight until you come and talk to ashish all right i want to talk about the new location and when i say new it's so you're new now. newer you guys yeah. have actually been there for over a year now you moved in last november but from the you were originally in millard it was a pretty small location kind of in a strip mall Now you're in Regency. This was a space that was built to be a restaurant mm-hmm. specifically. How did the opportunity arise to move to the new location and what specifically attracted you to that area? So we were looking for so many places to you know expand. But the thing is we found locations so they are like a 1.5 million or you know so like for the build out yeah, if build we wanted out. to build out a new kitchen the it minimum would have been and like you're going to get like five. a 5 year 7 year lease and it's no no way you're going to do it because we're just doing ourselves and and also other thought if i have that much money i go home and i going to do fishing every day it's going to return but you know so i don't have a choice then our relator found this place it was empty and we went and look It was just Can a I? broker. We have a, we had a yeah. really good broker. Yeah. And she just she found it for us like this place has been empty for like 3 years. They're really eager to get somebody in. And, and the first we don't I don't like it. I slow this not going to be good because of the view and everything. Then we left. We didn't want to be fancy either. We uh. still don't want to be fancy, but it's kind of forced upon us. Then we went home and think think and I said, "Oh, this is the best you could." as per your budget this is the best then we took mm-hmm. over and you know stand out good yeah so we are glad that we are in regency and you know that location is making a lot of people happy with the ambience you can definitely yeah you can definitely serve a lot more people yeah um i'm really interested in this though from a diner's point of view like when i saw that you guys were moving into a new space my first thought was just awesome Like, that, like that's great for them they're expanding they're going to be able to serve more people but when i started to think about it it's really difficult for you guys you have to learn a new kitchen you had to learn like an entirely new dining room and really a different style of service you have to train employees on how to run the bar you have to figure out okay now we have a patio how do we operate that at the same time like how did you guys just learn about this new restaurant and this new environment and start to adapt some of the things that you 
that worked at the original Canara and say, okay, maybe that's not going to work in our new space. We need to switch things up a little bit. Still doing it. Still, still doing it? It was a baptism by fire. <laughs> I mean, I had no idea how, to, how much wine to order. Literally, my employees would come up to me those first couple of months and go, which wine are we out of tonight? <laughs> like, this one and this one this one. Like, it, was, it, it wasn't great. <laughs> a lot of the things we learn from the customer, like they give the good feedback or one-star yeah. reviews, those all help. Yeah. So. I mean, they're not great when you get those, but then it's like, oh, yeah, we need to we need They to point out, oh, that's all. All of my staff really misses the Miller location um, just because it was just so casual and so kind of easy. Um, and I think the people that were making the trek out there were really just like, oh, we're just here for the food. Like, we don't care about anything else. And uh, Regency, it's more for like an experience. Um, so I think that's a little bit, uh, it's just hard for my staff too, especially the ones that just kind of remember. I was thinking, of, I, I still need to do this. I'm making a sign that says, make Kanara Millard again and then like they can like put in suggestions of like hey what were th- what were things what was happening there that we could implement here because I would say yeah, our staff isn't um as happy right Ashish when we change yeah, yeah. but now everyone is liking it because they make money yeah it's I mean it's a big um, change for everyone because a bigger space and going you know Mm-hmm. but now mm-hmm. everyone is getting to there it's like you now even though the friday saturday we don't feel like that crazy busy mm-hmm. because everyone is used for it yeah so that's a big change for everyone i, I know mean, i remember like a few months in at regency they were just like i just need a break like we just it's so it's so overwhelming all the time we just we just need breaks i'm like oh yeah we okay. double the I mean, the capacity and more people and it's, you know. So how how do you guys as leaders, when your staff is struggling with that transition, how do you kind of uplift them and, and keep them going in those in those difficult times where they're just like, man, I just, I don't, like, I miss the old ways. How do you kind of remind them that, yes, that was great, but this, this is our restaurant now and, and we can do this? Um, I would say with food. Uh, (laughs) food just is a great thing that makes people happy always come back to food yeah for sure for sure if we can like um we do a staff meal and it's like all right if we can switch it from tikka masala because that's like the cheapest to make and uh we can switch that that makes them really happy and then also i was kind of lagging on birthday cakes i used to get birthday cakes for every single birthday and i kind of dropped off a little bit because you know having kids too <laughs> um uh so yeah bringing that back i'm like okay let's make sure they feel appreciated and and you know no there is so many things we did like a staff meeting parties so we took them to valas live there you know motivational because the other place you just you know it's like a small you just few step you are done but i told guys say hey, that's already gone we are in a different and the people the customer is you know looking at in a different way we are like in a fancy place so it's going to mm-hmm. get better so don't give up just try harder mm-hmm. so day by day you going to be get there so now they feel like a, we used to have like a four people on weekdays now they saying only three people and week 
uh, sorry weekends four people now they only want three people weekdays they only want a two people because they can handle that much stress before they were saying oh it's too much now they saying oh it's not much anymore mm-hmm. so all we did we hold on to them and you know day by day you know raise his help too yeah <laughs> and, and what about you ashish i mean you're cooking in a completely different kitchen what adjustments did you make going from the millard location to regency so this was the best kitchen i cook after 10 years because really since i left dubai i couldn't find a better kitchen than this so i feel like i'm back to the basics where i was before so like you are going from a tennis court to a football court so okay i want you guys to take me back to last november the first few days that you were open in the new location just whatever memory pops to the front of your mind to like just just tell me like what do you remember most about those opening days i block it out <laughs> i was like i can't even imagine that first night i don't know somehow we made it because it's a new system so no one is familiar with toast we used to have a clover and reservation system and we were closed for a month then there was so many people waiting for the to goes and we missed some to goes and dining room was full and i don't know this kind of disaster i remember it was like thanksgiving and i was just it was like right before thanksgiving and we opened and i remember thanksgiving it was just like oh my god thank god we don't have to go in today <laughs> um yeah at some point we i was oh how we going to handle but now we are like oh it's all gone yeah it's like a normal life mm-hmm. and i did say this that i was like okay we just have to weed out the people that don't know what we're trying to do and don't appreciate what we're trying to do and then give it a few months and then we'll have our regulars and people come back that appreciate that they can't get vindaloo mild um and and um my sister delina she's a server there and she has a she has a good story um about that she came up to me i was working in the bar she was just like she was like the table's going to be problem she was like she has been doing mild and i told her no and she ordered it anyways and i was just like oh okay all right and then maybe we shouldn't shit talk but yeah <laughs> that's fine no we used to had a lot of complain about the spice level because they that location people go to another place and they said hey, they make this for that i said no we are not going to do it because vindalu means be spicy and we are actually doing it only medium from medium to hot hot uh-huh. extra hot so we cannot reduce that so we have other option so then people used to get mad and also people used to get mad about the um, lighting so many things but now everything is figured out turn down the lights yeah. and yeah. yeah the beginning it was really hard but now well thank you guys for working hard and going through a lot to make that transition because i mean the, the food was too. awesome at both locations there's no question about it and it was fun to dine in at millard canara but i i love just the just the ambiance i mean it's a beautiful restaurant that you it's guys gorgeous. have now and the plating that you're able to do with sheesh i feel like is much stronger i feel like you're able mm-hmm. to offer more specials with that kitchen so thank you for the hard work to to get that going thank you kim earlier you mentioned padma we're going to yes. get into padma stories now because earlier this year you guys took a trip to new york and dined at sema 
which is one of the most renowned Indian restaurants around. A Michelin star. It's got a Michelin star, yes, which is a very, very big deal. We'll get to your fellow diner soon, but I want to ask you guys first, like, when you visit a restaurant like that, of that caliber, what do you learn from that meal? You want me to go? You can go, yeah. Actually, it's giving me more, a lot of confidence because I don't even see any old dishes like a tikka masala or butter chicken in their menu. They are just focusing southern cooking where the chef from. Few items, consistently good. So that's kind of, you know, inspiration because the people are changing. You can look at it and you can yeah. see it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's the main thing and... Uh, and their reservations are booked out a month in advance. Yeah. I literally made the reservation like as soon as the date became available. And it was later in the day. And the only time slots I, they had available was 5 and 9. That was it. And so we went at 9 o'clock with the two girls. <laughs> and they settled. <laughs> that sounds like fun. It was actually re- That was actually a really, really fun day because um, I have another story about like Ashish just being the best dad. He let me go to... A Broadway show, and he took care of the girls in New York uh, by himself. <laughs> and he he had uh, he had some fun at, in Times Square with them and stuff. So, and then we went and then we went to dinner. It's great. Yeah. So when you guys go out and have a meal like that, I'm so curious. Are you able to just enjoy it and ha- have that have the food, or is your like? Are the gears constantly churning in your brain where you're like trying to pick out ingredients or say like, oh, this is really interesting. How can I incorporate this into our menu? Like, are you constantly in chef mode or are you able to turn that off and just be like, I'm just eating tonight? Both. Actually, I ordered some cocktails, so that's helped me to yeah. turn off my chef mode. Alcohol takes out <laughs> yeah, of chef then mode. I, I start eating the food again. That's, you know, both coming, but... I, we really had a fun because Sema and the, we went to Damaka too, same restaurant group. Damaka was, I was looking forward to since COVID because they open almost close enough where we open. Then it's got popular and that's, they got, the chef won the James Beard Award last year. So they're also serving the unapologetically Indian. So um, it's like a, most of the food you don't even see the any restaurant in. Mm-hmm. America because forgotten part of India that's their menu call so it's kind of really inspiration okay so well, let's talk about it you posted a picture you got a chance to meet Padma Lakshmi that night she was at the restaurant for anyone who doesn't know who Padma is she is or was the host of Top Chef for I think the first twenty two seasons, however many. She was she's not the host anymore. She stepped away, but she has several other roles. She has her own TV show now. She's a superstar. She's amazing. I'm a massive fan of her. I don't think I'd even be able to speak to her <laughs> if I met her. What well, what was that like getting a chance to meet someone, you know, of that caliber in the food world? I mean it was like a... It's not like we got to hang out with her. Much. We were no, like, can but we take you a did picture? Take a picture. <laughs> and she was like, make it quick. hand and everything. Okay. Yeah. Like, it counts. She's also a model, and she's insanely gorgeous. Like, you see her, and she's really tall, too. She's like, like Sarah. Like, I'm just like, man, I was I was just starstruck. I was just like, you are... Weren't you, were you at all, Ashish? Yeah. Yeah, I was just starstruck. I wish I could have had a high heel. Yeah. She just soared over us. Like, she's... Yeah. <laughs> 
so the thing is she was sitting on the corner of the restaurant and we woke in and i saw patma lakshmi i was like man okay then i just waved her with my camera and she said yeah then i took <laughs> and i sent to famba man it wasn't clear and then i was waited okay i know it's almost closing time she gonna leave i gonna order more drink and food and we gonna stay here i gonna sit here so she was leaving and i said hey can i have a picture with you she said yes and kim was in the bathroom she was coming said, kim come on fast then we took the kid and you know that was fun and she said make it quick because there was so many other diners too well i was excited too cuz like we have uh, her children's book tomatoes for nila and so that made me really happy i'm like yeah this is the author of your book like so on that level i was really happy too yeah that's the restaurant she go regularly so maybe i can find out because i go to the manager number you want to go on there and you know one night you pop in and she's there and pop in yeah yeah also they said that jennifer lawrence hangs out there a lot too wow So yeah, just go to Sema. You might run into a couple celebrities. It's a place to be. Just make your reservation early. Uh, yeah, and be prepared to eat at nine at night. Uh, as we wind down here, there's something that I'm really interested about with you guys and that you have paired with many other restaurants or breweries to do kind of crossovers. You've And I'm sure I didn't get all of them. I looked through social media and I saw you've done crossovers with Night Owl, Good Lookin', I had that butter chicken sandwich is ridiculous. Carter and Rye, Jukes Ale Works and more. To you, why is it important to partner with other restaurants in the Omaha area? Because those are my favorite people and people restaurant and there is so many so when I reached out they are said oh, they are ready then we want to support each other and in a grow same time so the people like we are a team we got you. So the people can also explore or try something different than their regular thing so next we going to do with the corner kitchen so oh, corner kitchen yeah nice so we just had a meeting last week we will see we went there for we we've, we've been really bad about posting on our sundays where we go out to eat uh but we just had breakfast there the other day and it was so good oh and i gosh. just met a scout from mission avenue barbecue so yep scott fogel is here yeah we <laughs> might going to do something together even though i don't even ask him oh come on <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, there's a is it a place in new york that does texas style indian barbecue yeah right so, oh my gosh we'll But see we watch a lot of youtube uh, so we are actually too. closed on sunday so i want to do sundays a fun day so that's why i met uh, and next i going to do live cooking behind the scene kitchen tour we supposed to be sell the ticket last week then we got a private party So that's literally you're going to buy the ticket and you're going to cook with me. So Oh wow. That's so super fun. Then, we need to post that. Yeah. So we, we want to do tickets. something different and elevate Indian XP cuisine to different level, especially Kerala. Yeah, but he was like you get two cocktails with the cooking. I'm like, shouldn't we give them after they're done with the knives <laughs> and everything? Like the cocktails afterwards that might be a liability. <laughs> just just have people sign a waiver. It's all good. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> all right, I got one last question for you guys. Uh you have been open for almost 4 years now, which just seems crazy to say, but I'm sure it feels like even more to you. <laughs> but your restaurant has undergone a global pandemic, a move, the birth of children, and so much more that I'm sure we as a public don't even know about that behind the scenes you guys are just like, "Oh, I remember that too." 
As you look back, what do you think has made the Kanara journey most special for you? Okay. You can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I think our kids. I yeah. mean, the kids? I think yeah. the kids, yeah. I I don't know. And our team and the kids. Yeah, yeah. our team. Our and team, like, especially the ones. We just had two employees that have been with us for three years. Uh, they're actually at the restaurant tonight. So... <laughs> Uh, which yeah Devin and Paris they've been with us and um, and Bebas he's, he's been with us like he's he's graduating he's been with us like on and off like kind of just helping us out and now he's full time for the past like two years but um, he's from the very beginning and my sister she was there on literal day one the friends and family event um, so I just think I just think my employees just, and Kim's mom Kim's sister they all came and did the dishwashing yeah. the beginning because we Well mom used to like sit and take orders on the yeah. phone. But I, only the thing is take 4 hours to take the order, but she does good job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I was just talking about that with Devin, one that's been with her for 3 years. I'm just like, man, I really miss those Friday like it would be Friday night and we it would just be me, mom and me, my mom and Devin. And he was like, yeah, that really was just like the best shit. I mean, the restaurant actually changed the way of you know family and the connection mm-hmm. and you know place become a ga- i mean hangout place and you know yeah. after work we used to drink kevin mm-hmm. jonas my brother laws they all comes to restaurant we used to had a lot of parties during covid so it's kind of it's kind of social life mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. really like after party always yeah same same so, i know we have um uh, my cousins in town because we have nobody needs to react but like we have like my, my grandma's funeral this week i'm just like man i hope everybody after the lunch and comes to canara and like drinks and hangs out and stuff like <laughs> that would be good and that'd be fun cuz she's i have a cousin over here and she's just like the life of the party um so i hope maria you can spread the word you can spread the word that uh that people need to come over I come, mean, come to Kanara after the funeral. I mean, I think most of the culture, like I grew up starting, I see in the restaurant, smaller tea shop or restaurant in your neighborhood. Everybody go there, hang out every day, and you know it's kind of so. Some point we, that's like a, my goal too. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, regular people come hang out, and it's kind of so much fun. But you're definitely you're definitely creating that because I mean, yeah, Kanara's food is fantastic, and if you just come and. get it in a to go box to go you're going to have a fan a phenomenal meal but i do think there is kind of a you can kind of feel that family when you come in that family feel to it and just the welcoming nature of it especially if you do the chef's home table which i would recommend anyone do but yeah you can come in to kanara anytime it doesn't have to be a special meal you can come in have a fantastic time you guys have created something really really cool Uh I know it's taken a lot of hard work. I know that there have been some some headaches, but you're here and you've done it. And I thank you so much for your hard work. Thank you Kim and Ashish for coming on the podcast tonight and for doing this. This was a blast. Thank you so thank much you. and Thanks thank you everyone us. for you know. <laughs> Omaha as always. Thanks for reading with us. Ahura Media Production